Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of TMI's PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. Once again, I'm pleased to bring you the audio of our Senior Chapel Talks from this past week by Michael Jimmy Lejeune and Santiago Martinez, TMI Class of 2019. Our first featured talk is by Michael Jimmy Lejeune. Michael started attending TMI in the sixth grade. He's hoping to attend Texas Christian University or Texas A&M University next fall and plans to study mathematics. When not in class, you'll most likely find Michael enjoying his favorite hobby, golf. Thank you for listening, and now enjoy this Senior Chapel Talk. I have two identities. It all started when I was 10 years old on the first day of school. I was entering fifth grade, which meant that I was finally at the top of the food chain of Leon Springs Elementary. This along with my treasurer position on student council and my rad new backpack combined to make me feel really cool. That beautiful morning, my little 10-year-old self walked into that elementary school like he owned the place. I walked to the gym and found my line all the way on the right side and sat down crisscross applesauce behind the other fifth graders who would also be in my class. I then started talking to the kid in front of me who had dark curly hair and looked much younger than anyone else in the grade. He proceeded to tell me that he had skipped both second and fourth grade which meant that he was, in fact, two years younger than me and most of the other children in our grade. This also meant that he didn't really know anyone else in the grade, so I decided, being the super cool fifth grader I was, that he could use my guidance. We started talking about how we both loved Minecraft, Legos, the Wii, and race car games on our Xbox 360s. These similarities gave us an instant connection So by the time we started walking up to the classroom, we decided to sit next to each other and have adjoining cubbies. We were saddened to find out that our cubbies were already assigned and nowhere near each other, but at least we still got to sit next to each other. After everyone found their seats, the teacher started to go around the room and take roll and ask each student what they preferred to go by. When she began to do this, my newly acquainted friend not only dared me, but double dog dared me, to tell a teacher that I wanted to go by Jim. Being the 10-year-old I was, I thought that doing this would make me even more cool if that was even possible. I then proceeded to announce to the teacher and the rest of the class that I wanted to go by Jim. And with that, my second identity had been born. By the time I started sixth grade at TMI, I had caught on to the fact that having a nickname that was completely unrelated to my real name was really weird and given that I would be at TMI for both middle school and high school, I wanted to get rid of my second identity before I'd be stuck with it for the next seven years. I had still not caught into the fact that still playing Minecraft and building Legos is weird, a fact that I had not realized until eighth grade, but that is a different story. (laughs) Given that I was going to have a fresh start, I thought that I could merge my identities back together into just Michael as it had been before the birth of Jim. As I walked into my first period class, I noticed that one of my friends from my elementary school was also in my class. I knew then that my mission would be doomed. 
And sure enough, when the teacher started taking roll and called out Michael, my friend immediately told the teacher that my nickname was Jim. Jim had successfully survived. In fact, Jim even evolved into Jimmy later that same year. That is the story of how my two identities came to be Michael and Jimmy. Jimmy took on the role of being my school identity, while Michael remained my identity outside of school. In comparison, Jimmy is immature and rather weird, <laughs> while Michael is more mature and normal, which makes sense being that Jimmy is only seven and Michael is 17. Jimmy is also a lot more outgoing than Michael, which is a result of Jimmy wanting to spread his weirdness to the world. This somehow led to Jimmy getting more friends than Michael, which is honestly a mystery to me. <laughs> As for schoolwork, Michael handles the homework while Jimmy handles the daily classwork. That is, unless I fail a test or quiz, in that case, it's all Michael's fault. <laughs> These two identities combine to make me. We all have multiple identities. Although your identities might go by the same name, they still tend to act differently depending on whether you are around your family, friends, colleagues, teachers, or random people you just met. This is completely normal and even healthy. If we acted the way we do when we're with friends all the time, our family and even people we don't know as well, would develop a genuine concern for our well-being and even think that we are a bit odd, to put it nicely. In contrast, if we constantly acted in the respectful and proper manner that we are supposed to with family, respected colleagues, and those we don't know as well, we would start to actually act serious all the time and that could become boring very quickly. Our multiple identities allow us to express the correct personality that correlates to the situation that we are in. To elaborate, our multiple identities allow us to shift between acting more energetic and sometimes goofy when around close friends and acting more proper when around family, colleagues, or random people we don't know as well. By doing this, we are actively shifting our personality to match our current environment. My identity as Jimmy allows my silly and more energetic personality to make its presence when I'm at home or when I'm around friends at school, and my identity as Michael allows for my more respectful and proper personality to make its presence when I'm at home with family or in public with random people I just met. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should make a name for their second identity because one, you don't want to copy me, and two, getting asked the question, where did Jimmy come from, gets pretty old after a while. However, to Jimmy's benefit, he did give me a topic for my chapel talk. I do, however, encourage all of you to recognize and embrace your multiple identities. Recognizing our multiple identities allows us to truly understand ourselves better as a whole. This surprisingly helps us to identify our sources of stress and unhappiness, which makes it easier for us to find solutions to those sources. It was when Jimmy came into my life that I recognized and embraced both my identities, which allowed me to understand myself better. I then found myself finding it easy to identify and fix many of my causes of stress both at home and at school, which made me an overall happier person. I do question the future of Jimmy. As we graduate from here and go off to college, we more than likely will create new identities that will take over, only allowing our former identities to return when we visit our families and friends for the holidays and over the summer. 
However, in order to stop people from asking where Jimmy came from, I will most likely let my school identity go back to being referred to as Michael. Don't worry though, he'll still be Jimmy at heart. Now, you may be asking whether Michael or Jimmy is giving this talk. However, does it really even matter? Thank you. Our second featured talk is by Santiago Martinez. Santiago began attending TMI during his freshman year. He is hoping to attend Yale, Notre Dame, or the University of Richmond next fall, where he plans to study physics. When not in class, you'll most likely find Santiago going out on hikes or hanging out with friends. Thank you for listening, and now, enjoy this senior chapel talk. Has something ever been said to you that cuts straight to your core? Something that you wanted to refute, but knew that what was said was the truth? When it left you in stunned silence, and by the time you had formulated a witty response to hide the shock, the person had already walked away? This happened to me my freshman year. Before freshman year, I lived in a state of constant carelessness. I did things spontaneously and without much regard to the larger picture. During one of my classes second semester, I was doing what students do best, messing around. When the teacher walked around to see the progress on the classwork, he saw a little more than a blank piece of paper. I had chosen to ignore the lesson of the day, and because of that, I couldn't have done the classwork even if I had tried. Knowing that I had paid just a little bit of attention, I could have done it with ease, he only muttered, such wasted potential, before going to the board and reteaching the topic. This comment hit me hard. It changed my mood from a jovial one to one of deep introspection. I was so moved by this one nonchalant comment, I made sure I was paying attention every second in that class for the rest of the week. When I took this comment and applied it to other aspects of my life, I realized that teacher was right. I got good grades rarely tried that hard and often did the bare minimum. I knew I could get extremely good grades if I had just applied myself more fully. The same went for sports. I was a good swimmer my freshman year, but I hardly tried to, during practices and would often find excuses to not go. Continuing with my reflection, I thought of other areas beyond school. I thought about my potential as a friend, as a son, as a person. I could see now that I had not been what I could have been. I see my failure to live up to my potential as letting down the people around me. Whether it be friends, teachers, parents, God, or anyone else who has invested time in me, this new realization drove me. When I thought I could do better, I tried harder. I used this feeling of potential and my desire to fulfill it to, to, as a way to get work done and power through some unhappy times. Whenever I thought about quitting or going to sleep early, I would think of how tall my potential is. We all have been given such great talents that we've been born with. And accompanying our natural talents, every student here has been given a great opportunity in attending this school. With all this combined, our individual potential is extremely high. In this student body, we have so many future lawyers, doctors, politicians, and so many more. Yet we also have some who, here who will fall short it is a shame that some with world-changing potential will never see the day in which they achieve it. One of my favorite movies of all time portrays this. Rocky is the story of someone who could have been great, but threw his chance away. Yet fate gave Rocky another chance, in a similar fashion to my own. Rocky gets in an argument with his trainer, who explains that the reason he doesn't like Rocky is because he has great talent and he wasted it. 
Rocky worked harder than he ever had in those months leading up to the fight. And although Rocky didn't beat Apollo Creed, he was very much content with the result of the fight, knowing that he had given everything he had. Fate won't be so kind to all of us. We need to take advantage of our potential and not wait for our second chance to start working. Make your own training montage if you need to, but never accept your own mediocrity. Les Brown once said, you have greatness in you and a responsibility to manifest that greatness. I agree. I believe it is our sacred duty to manifest the greatness we possess so as to make the most of life. To me, there is no other insult worse than to waste your greatness. Doing that means insulting your parents, your mentors, and God. It is a, self it is a selfish action where you put your immediate feelings first and deprive the world of a brighter future. Potential is a scary idea. Achieving your full potential is something few will do, not because we will not succeed, but rather because when we do achieve success, there will almost always be more to have. We can easily be drowned in this thought of self-improvement. Although there is almost always another step, you have to be proud of the work and dedication it took to get to the step you are currently on. I have times when I feel so far off reaching my potential that I begin to lose hope of ever getting close to it. When I think like this, things start to lose meaning. I begin to see more and more assignments or tests as useless and find it hard to motivate myself. We need to keep in mind that it is not the state of fulfilled potential we care about most, but rather the pursuit of potential. The constant struggle, both physically and mentally, to keep improving is a noble effort. Whether it be our darkest times or our best times, we have room to improve. I've been going to schools that try to push me to my potential basically all my life. At San Antonio Academy, my elementary and middle school, the motto read, be honest, be kind, be the best you can be. That last phrase truly embodied the culture there. And here at TMI, we have a mission statement which includes to, de to develop their full potential in service and leadership. Although only a few of you have shared my experience at the Academy, everyone here is currently experiencing this community here at TMI, which pushes us. I implore you to take advantage of this community. In the past, I have not, and I can see now that is a mistake. Potential is a powerful concept. It can be your shackles or your ladder. We must always pursue it for the good of ourselves and for the good of everyone else. You won't excel in everything you do, but if you don't try to excel in everything you do, then there is no point in doing it at all. Be a better athlete. Be a better student. Be a better friend. And be a better person. You can. We control how we see and use our potential. Work hard and never, ever stop chasing it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.